You're listening to the Touch of Flavor podcast, episode 116. You're talking about putting your fuck parts in my head where my brain lives. You know, in nature, only a handful of creatures mate for life. But isn't that, like, cheating? We can't do this 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Why not? The safety word is banana. It is so refreshing to be with someone who likes to fuck outside the box. This is the Touch of Flavor podcast. Dating and relationship advice by kinksters for kinksters. Join us as we tackle BDSM, sex, non-monogamy, and how to build extraordinary relationships in an ordinary world. And now your hosts, Cassie and Rigel. Hundred and sixteen, man. Like they just keep piling up. I feel like that didn't flow as well as like a hundred and two. One one six. I don't know. Yeah, I don't I don't know. One sixteen is a mouthful. Should I just like one one seven? One one eight? I don't no. know. But then saying one hundred sounds more Are you trying to sound like ludicrous? This isn't area codes. Three one three four oh four. It was the way that you said it. It was the it was the it no, was the, the, I think, the, the, the cadence. Of I the, think it had less to do with how I said it and more to do with that, with you wanting that to be what no, I said. That cadence definitely sounded like a ludicrous cadence to you. But to be fair, a lot of cadences sound like area codes cadences to you. That's not true. Where did that even come from? I mean, we've addressed your love of ludicrous and his hose song on the show before yes i mean i do have a love for my my ho songs and my my ludicrous but that's that's not the same thing you definitely had a little bit of a 404 so what what have we been up to besides your ravens losing whatever game thing they played that i had to be told by one of our clients about because their team beat yours oh oh see (laughs) i wanted to have a good podcast and now we're not now. Why? Why? Yes, the Ravens, the Ravens lost. It's fine. Here's the thing. I am surprised they made it as far as they did. Not because I don't love my Ravens. Because I'm, I'm actually, little side note that we've never talked about on the show. I actually watch football. Like I, I enjoy watching football. I don't watch like all football because then like folks come to me and are like, hey, What about this? What about these people? And I'm like, they didn't play the Ravens this week. I have no idea what's going on with that team. So I don't like watch football. I watch my Ravens. And with everything and how the season was and also just the world in general with COVID, like there was all kinds of this craziness with like games not happening. I am just happy we made it this far. So, yes, the Ravens lost. We're no longer in the playoffs. It's fine. Like, is it really fine? I'm good. Are you really good? Here's the thing as long as it's not the Steelers, like, who win the Super Bowl, I really don't give a damn. Yeah. Like, it's, it's literally doesn't matter to me at that point. Well, I, I have a theory on, why they didn't do as well as they could have this season. Because I wasn't getting enough blowjobs? You were not getting enough blowjobs with your purple fieldo. Yeah. When I this get this season. Yes. Yes. I wasn't. I mean, 
To be fair, this season, I have not been around that many mouths to get as many purple blowjobs. Like, so what just, you're saying is COVID did ruin the Ravens' chances of whatever winning would have gotten. Yeah. The, I didn't even pay enough attention. I didn't even, I, I don't yeah. even. Yeah. I honestly didn't even know it was football season. Mm. Anyway, so the Ravens lost. It's okay. And I'm good. Here's the good news, though. Are you ready? Next year, during next football season, COVID should be wrapped up enough that you should. Be able to get my purple blowjobs. Yes. Yes. And that's always seemed to help. That and like putting women in purple leggings and. I bring a lot of, of Raven spirit, much more than other folks. Like. <laughs> I gotta tell you. In a you, different way. I bring my I don't know if it's much more. It's your own no. personal no. brand. Yes. Yes and no. Yes, it is my own personal brand. Like, you might be screaming out there in 40 degree weather while the Ravens are throwing their balls back and forth. I am balls deep throwing girls around in purple and black and they're screaming. And I don't know what, even what they're saying, but... It helps it's the Ravens better win. Or at least that's what you go, tell them. It's better than just go Ravens, okay? And I got to tell you, like, I keep track of the scores. I see how things, like, play out. And I got to tell you, there is definitely a correlation. Like, Tucker starts to, like, be a little bit more on point. Like, I need my play during Raven season. I need my cup of tea in my Ravens cup with my purple fieldo on and being able to watch my game and fuck around in between like when the commercials are on and the Ravens do so much better. It's just the way it is. I'm sorry, guys. This is all my fault. We didn't actually win the Super Bowl this year. It's all on me. I'm so sorry. Damn COVID. Anyway, moving on. Moving on. So what else has been going on? Oh, that was something I know we had said we wanted to talk about. We have discovered, it's so interesting sometimes how the world is changing. Like we have discovered that there is a surprising amount of like erotic art available everywhere. Like I remember back when it was, if you wanted to get erotic art, you pretty much had to get it from the dungeon like uh, from the dungeon, from like a play space that some local people had painted some stuff or taken some pictures, which was pretty cool. And I don't know, maybe there was stuff like high end somewhere that was never really my world. Or you could find stuff like you could find an artist specifically on FetLife, message them and then work something out and that sort of thing. But it wasn't like you could just Google erotic art. Yeah. So... We're in, we talked about last time some of the changes that are coming to the house and the fact that we're actually going to have a play space now. And so we've been doing a little bit to try and get that set up in between babying work and clients and everything else. And one thing that we were like, we need to do is we took, because it used to be our bedroom slash dungeon. And so we had a TV in there. And with me and Amanda like moving our bedroom and like, it becoming the play space, we took the television out. Because, of course. It's not needed there. And it was wall-mounted. Yeah. And when we got our bedroom slash dungeon space at the time painted, which is gorgeous, by the way. It's like this 
silver, like multiple silver color thing I'm super proud of. I picked it out and it's gorgeous. But when it was painted, the mount for the television was painted around, which I look back when the room was being painted and I was like, we probably should take this mount down. And it was one of those things that in the midst of everything got forgotten. We didn't paint the room. Someone else painted the room. And so when we took the mountain down, there is now a huge yellow. Yeah. Because the walls in our room used to be like a yellow color. So it's like beautiful walls with like multiple colors of silver with like black trim and beautiful sexiness and a spot in the wall that's like yellow and an eyesore. We could paint it and try to like match paint and stuff like that. Or we can just get a damn picture. And right now we're like, damn picture is is the solution to this problem. So we were looking at like, what would we like to hang in our dungeon space? And because we're not art people like at all. I'm more of like a, if I'm going to have pictures around my house, it's going to be like pictures of my family and my kids and stuff like that. Like I'm, I'm more about like, do we have any, we don't have anything. Do we have anything even up anywhere that isn't just like family pictures? Yes. I have a few corn things that I've kept, Ah, which I've been getting rid of because I've been like, I want to replace these. And like stuff you and Amanda painted during paint nights. Yes. And that's in the like, but we're hanging that in the baby's learning space like that's not even around the house like the paint night things are going up in the baby's learning space so like we really aren't like oh let's look at this like beautiful piece of art and place it on our wall i love looking at art i love going to like museums and looking at art but i am not somebody who would go out and and buy art for my wall but in a dungeon space if i'm gonna hang a picture it's obviously not gonna be of my family So we were looking into like, what would we like? And we started looking into some different like erotic art. And I was actually able to find something that I really, really liked, a canvas print. For like 25 bucks on Amazon? On Amazon. On Amazon. Who would have thunked that you could find like super amazing? And it's like multiple colors and like this like silhouette of a woman riding a man. And it's like... Like super like. There was also a silhouette of a guy bending a woman over and Cassie's like, that is not in my dungeon. No, I mean, I was more for like woman on top or lesbian like art. Like I, yeah, I mean, just my preference. Like this, like if I was making a community play space, I'd be like, oh, let's have multiple kinds of things. If I'm going to be looking at it while I'm fucking, I want to look at boobs. And it's all you're looking at. Yes. Like, and literally it's going to be the only piece of art in the play space because we don't have art on our walls. So if I'm going to put something up, I I want boobs, man. I want boobs. That's just what I want. That's just how it is. That being said, there was so many varieties just on Amazon with like colors. And when I say art, it's not just like naked bodies. I mean, this stuff is like super pretty. Like it is just the colors, schemes and everything is gorgeous. And there is such a variety. And then from there, we started looking at Etsy. (laughs) We just spent like 10 minutes last night. We're like, just for fun. If there's this much on Amazon, what is there other places? And if you go to Etsy, 
and I guess the art world is probably more liberal to begin with, I guess, but Etsy or even, but even a lot of places that just do normal artwork will have like an erotic art section. And a lot of it is super, I liked, honestly, like I I liked Etsy. Yeah. I liked a lot of the stuff on Etsy a little better. A lot of the stuff on, it's super like, like there's a one woman's ass that is on every place that sells art. It's, it's (laughs) a lot of really vanilla, I guess. I mean, I guess it's tasteful, but it's like naked person in black and white. Yeah. Hot naked person in black and white. Like, don't get me wrong, but it's kind of tame. Yeah, but I, I, the, some of the stuff that was on Etsy was really cool. There was somebody who did like Disney pornography art that was like Gaston with Beast screwing around. I sent it to Amanda. She, I'm sure she liked it. That's that is that is porn up Amanda's alley. <laughs> they're they're so much and it was just a lot of fun so if you are like covid bored go check out on etsy some interesting erotic art like you can do your own erotic art show in your house and the other thing like if you want maybe you are a person who puts stuff up on your walls there is some incredibly reasonably priced and by reasonably priced you have to take into account that i don't know anything about art so i mean like really reasonably priced (laughs) there's some incredibly reasonably priced stuff on there's some on amazon but there's more on etsy Mm -hmm. there's some really yeah you just go to etsy and type in like erotic canvas if you do erotic art you get like t-shirts and stuff but if you do like erotic canvas you get like a whole bunch of stuff for like 20 25 bucks it's insane yeah, and it's it's one of those things where you can find stuff for like twenty five bucks if it's not like an original. To originals of things that are that are far more expensive, but like there's a wide variety, and it's one of those places where you can actually like support some local, well, not local, but support artists during this time. So if you want something from to put on your walls and to gawk at. There's some there there is a flavor for everybody on Etsy as far as erotic art is what we figured out the other night. One thing I do have to say about this house, in spite of all the problems that I'm sure everybody on the podcast has heard and that there continues to be. I really house. feel like we need to have a I, sound for the house. Like when whenever we talk about the house, like on the podcast, it just needs to be like dum dum dum. I don't know. Like, is there like a, a sound effect from the money pit? But <laughs> One thing I will say, we did luck out, maybe isn't the right word. The house has a lot of weird things it doesn't have, and it has a lot of problems and just all kinds of craziness. But one thing I will say, when we we got this house and it was a duplex and we were picking, you know, which side we wanted, we made the decision to give up the really... Well, really nice is strong, but the nicer kitchen and take the nicer master bedroom. And that has been a decision I have not regretted. Mm-hmm. So I will give the house that. Like, there's so much about it that is completely off the wall and weird. And you're like, why are there no closets? But no closets. The master bedroom was pretty badass. The master bedroom, which is now the playroom. So that has worked out pretty sweet. But with that, lest we talk about that stuff all day, I think we should go ahead and hop in. What do you think? Yeah. We're going to do today, I had just wanted to take just a, a short 
thing that I did on Facebook a little while back and bring it over to the podcast and share because Cass and I both think it's a really important topic. One of the things that we've really been appreciating from our clients over the last year, really, so often we talk about problems in our relationships and wanting to change our relationships because there's problems. But, you know, much more rarely do we talk about when our relationships are good or okay or whatever, the benefits of making them even better. Like what we get from continuing to strive to reach that next level and reach the potential in our relationships in our life. Like I said, this is something we did on Facebook that a lot of people found really powerful. I had wanted to bring it over to you folks. And uh, let's go ahead and hop in. Like I said, hello. I hope everybody's having a great week. I had wanted to talk about something that we've been thinking about a lot lately. I'm going to do a little thought experiment today. So the experiment that we're going to do is I want to walk you through a little thought experiment of what it would mean, what it would look like, what it would do for you if your relationships were 10% better. This is a conversation we've been having some with our clients recently. If you've been around us a little while, you've heard us talk about our belief and really just the, the, the fact <laughs> when you look at science and everything else that our relationships are the most important things in our lives. And the thing is, though, even though that's the case, we don't always realize that in our day to day. And what we've noticed with people is that the times that we do tend to notice that, we do tend to notice how impactful our relationships are. We do tend to focus on our relationships. It tends to be when our relationships are not where we want them to be. It tends to be where our relationships are sucking. And we look at our lives and we go, oh God, like I'm stressed out every day. I'm feeling anxiety. Like I'm not sleeping. I'm not eating. I'm losing weight. I'm snapping at the kids. I'm completely unmotivated. You're right. Relationships are super impactful. They're really important. We really need to do something about it. That's when most of us stop to realize how impactful our relationships are. But the problem is, is that that's not enough because what tends to happen is we should focus and maybe we, we make our relationships a priority. We put them in front of mind. We start working on them. We do whatever. But that focus on our relationships, it only lasts until things get a little better. We really only notice the impact that our relationships have on our lives. And we really only focus on that when things are sucking. And as soon as they stop sucking, we change our focus. We start focusing on other things. We start working on other things. We kind of take that day-to-day -day work and priority off of the relationship. And this is the problem with this. Well, there's a couple problems with this. That area where our relationships are just okay, or even when they're great, that is really, for so many of us, the danger zone. And it's the danger zone because we stop remembering how impactful our relationships are in our lives. And so we stop focusing on them. We stop making them a priority. We stop doing the work. We stop doing the day-to-day -day things that we need to do to grow and to keep them great and to keep from backsliding and to keep growing forward. 
And like I said, this is something recently we've been having a big conversation with, with our clients, right? Because a lot of the times when our clients come to us, they're in that spot where their relationships are really struggling and we get them to a place where they're great. And then there becomes this tendency to go, okay, things are great. Good time to, time to go focus on other things. And like I said, that place of them being okay or being great is the danger zone because we tend to stop growing. But the truth of the matter is, is that just because they're not awful anymore, just because they're good or just because they're great or just because they're okay, it doesn't change the amount of impact that our relationships have on our lives. They're still the most impactful thing in our lives. And we like to bring science into this discussion when we're having it, right? Because that, that conversation, that relationships are the most important thing. It's something that we all kind of say to ourselves in the back of our minds or like we hear around or society tells us and we kind of pay lip service to it a lot of times. A lot of times we don't really recognize that to be true. And so there's a study that was done by Harvard, right? Harvard did this this 75-year study of human development. It's actually the longest study that's ever been done on human development. And they looked to answer the question, what is it that makes a happy and fulfilled life? And they followed people from like their childhood years all the way to like, you know, 95. They followed people of all different classes and all different backgrounds and all different education levels and everything. And what they found at the end of that study was that when you look at people and you look at relationships, really the, the answer to that, what does make you happy and fulfilled, what leads to a happy and fulfilled life, it, it comes down at the end of the day to your relationships. You look at somebody uh, at age 50, right? And you kind of look at that broadly and look at, at people as a group and the quality of people's relationships, right? Are a more likely marker that determines their health at that point at 50 years old than their cholesterol levels, their weight, their background, their class, anything like that. And it goes further than that. And there's a really fantastic TED talk that the guy who was directing this study when it wrapped up did. And it's called, I'll try and find the link for it. I think it, it's called What Makes a Good Life or something like that. And he, there's this fantastic quote in that study where he says, what keeps us healthy and happy as we go through life? If you were going to invest now in your future best self, where would you put your time and energy? The lessons that we learned from this study, they're not about wealth or fame or working harder. The clearest message that we get from the 75-year study is this. Good relationships, they keep us happier and healthier, period. Like I said, I'll look for the link to that TED Talk. It's fantastic. But it's helpful a lot of times not just to like hear this stuff from a study angle, but to really recognize it in our own lives. So I want to, if you will, walk you through a, a really quick little thought experiment here, or a really quick exercise might be a better way to put it, okay? So if you're willing to go through that with me, I just want you to take a second. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to think of a time that your relationship was 110%. And the way that our brains work and our memory works, the best way to do this is to actually think of like 
a specific time. So I want you to think of a specific time your relationship was like turned all the way up to 11. Everything was on fire. The connection was there. The security was there. The passion was there. The excitement was there. You were clicking. It was amazing. You felt in love. You felt like best friends. And like I said, a specific event. So maybe it's a vacation, an anniversary. Some people might be buying a house, might be something to do with a child, the birth of a child, something, but some specific time. I want you to find that time. Okay. You can even put in the chat what it is if you want. And then once you have it, I want you to really think, like think back to them. Like what were you feeling? What was going on? What was it like to be there? How were you interacting with your partner? And I want you to ask yourself this, these questions, right? When you were in that spot, how much more fun was everything? How much more, and and not just your relationships, but life, how much more energy did you have? How much more motivated were you in everything you were doing in life? What impact did it have on other people? What impact did it have on the people around you? What impact did it have on your kids? What impact did it have on maybe other people that you help or interact with in your everyday life? How much more excited were you? And then I also want, want you to, to ask yourself this, like when you, you're kind of keeping yourself in that spot of recognizing what it's like when your relationships are turned up to 11 and you kind of look forward when your relationships are there and you're going through and you're, you're working to achieve all those other dreams and hopes and goals that you have in your life. How much easier is it? How much easier is achieving those other things, your other goals when you have that support from the people that you love? And you feel supported, right? How much more motivated are you to do those things and to go out and do what it takes to achieve those dreams? How much easier is it when you have energy because your relationships are going well? How much healthier are you? How much better does it feel when you achieve those goals? We all have things we're working towards. But, you know, let's say that you, your big goal right now is you want to finish school or you want to get a promotion and you're looking at that forward and you're looking at that graduation or you're looking at that promotion and that happening, how much better is that when you have your partners, your chosen family there cheering you on and supporting you? You look at maybe your your dream right now is to buy a house. When you look at that, you look at it being the future, right? How much better does it make having that, accomplishing that dream when you're there, you and your partner are in love, you're able to have a cookout in the backyard with your partner, your partners, everybody's getting along, you're feeling that love and that ease. And this is, this is kind of what I want you to understand here. This is, I'm, I'm going to kind of tie this together for you. That place of our relationships getting to being okay or even good is a danger zone because we really stop forgetting What we recognize a lot of times in our relationships are bad, which is just how impactful they are in our lives, how much they move and they change everything. But the truth is, and this is what's really great about this as well, no matter where you're at, doesn't matter if your relationships are awful, doesn't matter if your relationships are okay, doesn't matter if they're good, doesn't matter if they're great. There's always another level. Cassie and I, we we do this for a living. We've been coaching folks and helping them build amazing relationships for years. Like this is literally our all day, every day. This is what we do day in, 
day out, talk about this stuff, teach this stuff, try to implement this stuff in our own lives. And you know, the truth is even we don't have this down 100%, right? There's always another level to reach. And this is what I want you to understand. Reaching for that next level, reaching for that next level of amazing, of great in your relationships, that is one of the biggest movers in your life. Not just your relationships, but your life, your happiness, your fulfillment. And this is where this 10% better exercise comes in because we just did this, this thought experiment on what it's like when your relationships are up to 11, how much that affects everything. So I want you to think about this. Let's say your relationships are at 80% right now, right? Let's say you're, you're, you're one of the lucky few who your relationships are at 80%. How do you measure that? I don't know, but work with me on this. Let's say your relationships are at 80% of what they could be right now. And this is my question to you. Looking at when your relationships are completely amazing, how much that affects things, how much better would not just your relationships, but your life be? if they were 90% of their potential, if they were just 10% better. That's the biggest lever you can pull. How much happier would you be? How much more fulfilled would you be? How much closer would you be to reaching your goals? How much healthier would you be if your relationships were just 10% better? We're going into 2021 right now. And we all have dreams and goals for going into 2021. What are your goals for 2021? Like, what is it that you're looking for this year? What is it that you're trying to accomplish? We all have some of those things. Again, maybe put it in the chat if you want. But what are some of those goals, those things that you're trying to accomplish this upcoming year with your relationships, with yourself, with your life, right? Maybe your career, anything. I want you to ask yourself, whatever those things are, how much more likely would you be to reach those goals and those dreams this year? If your relationships were even 10% better, how much more would you enjoy those things if you do get them, if your relationships are 10% better, right? Probably a lot. And this is what I want you to understand. It's so easy, like I said, to when things are going okay or going good, to lose sight of just how impactful our relationships are, right? To lose sight of how much more there could be, to lose sight of how much that impacts everything that we have, right? And everything that we're doing. And I don't want you to forget that because the thing is, you should always be reaching for that next level, even if it's just 10% more, because otherwise you're living as a fraction of what's possible in your life, right? In your relationships, in your life and everything that you're trying to accomplish. Like I said, remember that the relationships, they're the biggest lever you can pull in pretty much anything that you do in life. Science says so. And also you can see it for yourself. And I know it's so easy to forget and it's so easy to get sidetracked, especially when things are going okay or are going good, but continuing to work and strive for that next level, that will move everything in your life. And I want you to take that into 2021. And I want you to really, like I said, do that exercise. If it's not something you've done already, really, really think, what would it mean for 2021 if your relationships were even just 10% better than they're at now? And look, like if that's something that you're really committed to doing and you're like, you know what, that would be amazing. 
you're right. It would be a huge shift in 2021. If my relationships were 10% better, it would be enormous. It would be invaluable. I'm really committed to doing that. That decision is the first step. But if you feel like you you need some help getting there because that's not an easy thing to do, go ahead, reach out. You know, you can go to a touchofflavor.com forward slash talk, set up a call. We'll talk you through, come up with a plan for how to do that. Like I said, really the main thing, if you're taking nothing else away from this is this, just because your relationships are good, just because they're okay, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. I mean, it does matter. Obviously it matters a lot, but what I'm saying is it doesn't matter in the fact that there's always another level to get to. Things can be even more amazing and even little shifts in how great your relationships are. They make a huge, huge difference in everything in your life. So what would 2021 be like if your relationships were 10% better? And is that something you're committed to doing? That's important. You should know that going into this next year. So folks, that's what I wanted you to take away. Like I said, continuing to work and strive for that next level, we should always be doing that. It will move everything for you, everything in your life. There's no bigger level you can pull. Make sure you're always striving for that next level. Never lose sight of that just because things are going okay or going good. And that is the moral of this lesson. All right, listen, we love you all, right? You need help, reach out. Like I said, you can go to a touchflavor.com forward slash talk. Otherwise, we will see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Touch of Flavor podcast, where we're building relationships outside of the box. Got a question about kink, power exchange, or open relationships that you've been holding on to for years? This is the place to ask it. Submit your question at atouchofflavor.com slash ask, or leave us a voicemail at 833-ASK-TOF1.